I'm Clay Pigeon. Welcome to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. It's a weekly digest of some of the segments and moments that make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show on WFMU. Of course, you can listen live to Wake and Bake Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. Eastern on WFMU.org. Join me live every morning for the full show. It includes great music, 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 chair throwing, pixie dust, and all-round good vibes. <laughs> oh my God, the man is a maniac. You can, you, can, you, can, you can also hear the full show on streaming archives oh. at wfmu.org slash playlists slash WA. Cheesy fried goodness. Hot, gooey mozzarella. Marinara sauce. I'm making coffee. Anybody want? Who wants coffee? Come and get it. Who wants, you want coffee? You want coffee? Does anybody want coffee? I'm making the coffee. I was just looking at MarcoIslandDolphinTour.com. Aww. Yeah. Says scientists think what? dolphins evolved from a hoofed land-living mammal called Masonics. And returned to live in the sea some 50 million years ago. They might have looked like large dogs originally, but have looked dolphin-shaped for millions of years now. Dolphins sleep with only half their brains. They shut down one hemisphere and close the opposite eye so they can monitor what's going on around them and regulate their breathing as they sleep. Bottlenose dolphins can live up to 50 years. Old. To determine dolphins' age, veterinarians count the rings inside their teeth. Orcas or killer whales, those are the black and white ones. Right. They aren't actually whales at all. They're the biggest member of the dolphin family. A dolphin what? can swim up to 25 miles per hour. They don't call flipper faster than lightning for nothing. Oh, they're hairless dolphins. They don't have any sweat glands either. That rubbery, gray, smooth skin. They can hold their breath up to 15 minutes. They have blowholes covered by muscular flaps. Repulsive. It keeps water from getting into their lungs. Dolphins are smart. Absolutely. Their intelligence rivals that of humans. Easily. They might even be smarter than us. Their brains weigh more. They're self-aware. They can solve problems. They have emotions. Dolphins only have one calf. It stays with them for seven years of their lives. This kind of long-term family bond is rare in animals. When dolphins are injured, the others 
help it get to the surface every 30 minutes to breathe. They also help other animals, even humans. Me. Me. When they're in need. Dolphins have signature whistles so others can recognize them. Scientists are studying dolphin language using algorithms and long-term recording devices to try and make out a pattern and decode what the dolphins are saying. Some of them are endangered. We love dolphins at Wake and Bake. We know you do too. make mistakes. We have happy accidents. <sighs> oh. Hello, Wake and Bake. Hello, glisteners. Mr. Let's Paint here. Happy 2023. It's a new year. It's a new life. Absolutely. We got a new start, people. Let's multitask our way through this year. And thanks again for being in this uh, multitasking class here. We're on the all, each on our own treadmill here. Yeah. Uh, or whatever kind of exercise machine you got. Peloton. Or, or maybe you're taking a walk outside here. Uh, and uh, hopefully you got something creative. And Batique. Needlepoint. Maybe you can cook something. That's what we're going to do. Okay. Let's work on it. We got some painting going on here. I got my easels here. And uh, I got uh, some, uh, some carrots. And I got an apple. We're gonna make a lovely what? carrot juice kind of uh, um, drink uh, for health. Salute for health. La for 2023, people. All right. All right. But whatever you got, work, work with it. Work with us here, and just do it as best you can, because we are in it to win it. Yeah! We can do this. We can take on this year, because this year is. Not gonna be what? always easy to deal with. Why? There's gonna be some ups and downs. <sighs> and multitasking is gonna help you out here. All right, let's get some paint on the canvas. Get 3.5 miles an hour here. All right, I got a bag of Doritos that I'm gonna paint here. Yum. And now you wouldn't think, okay, that's not healthy at all. But sometimes you gotta face your what? Your what? your adversary. Me. You gotta face. What you love and hate, and you, whatever. Let's just paint it. I, I find it. I, I'm attracted to it. So let's just paint it here. Okay, we got some red paint here, uh, and alizarin crimson with some, uh, some uh, red. Mix it with a little bit of red. Three point five. Oh man. All right. Let's. We got kind of a square here, but it's crumpled up. The bag is all smashed up, people. So let's capture some of that smashing. All right. Now, let's not forget about the blending, the cooking here. Okay. Let's uh, cut up some apple here. Cut some apple here. All right. All right. And uh, let's shave some of this carrot here. All right. And let's put that in the blender here. Ah. Doesn't that feel great? Whatever you say. All right. All right. Slow it down. You guys got this, baby. We got this year, baby. We got you. We got you. All right. All right. We'll see you next time here. If you, if you want to uh, not take this class, uh, you can always drop it. But what? Make sure you drop it like it's hot. Come on! Drop it like it's hot. Yeah! Drop it like it's hot. Yeah. All right, got a nice sweat. Till next time. Bye bye, Mr. Let's Paint. Bye bye. Good morning, listeners. I'm Evan Funk Davies, and this is Pop Rocks. If it's a pop song that rocks. 
or a rock song that pops, pops, pops. You'll hear about it on Pop Rocks. Pop Rocks, Pop Rocks. Today on, today on Pop Rocks, we are once again returning to the musically fertile soil of New England. Specifically, at the campus of Tufts University, okay, just outside Boston. I know. In the early 90s, high school classmates Tony Goddess and Shavika Astana arrived at Tufts from Delaware. In fact, they weren't just high school classmates, they had also played together in their high school's marching band. Keith Gandell was another new arrival, shipping up from Houston, Texas. Howdy. With Goddess on guitar, Astana on drums, and Gandell on bass, and all three members contributing vocals. Since my baby left me, well, I when found I found a new, new place to dwell. The three started playing at basement parties and making some basic recordings on a Tascam four-track machine. The band was called Papas Fritas, the Spanish phrase for fried potatoes. Fried, fried potatoes. In 1994, the band's first record was released, a three-song seven-inch on the Sunday Driver label, which was based in New Orleans. This moved the band out of its hobby status as they started booking their first tours. Done and done. That EP got some airplay on a radio station in Chicago, which led to Papa's Fritas signing to the Minty Fresh label. Congratulations. The band's first release on Minty Fresh was a self-titled LP that came out in October of 1995. They continued touring, including a European run with the Flaming Lips. They recorded two more albums for Minty Fresh, Helio Self, released in April of 1997, and Buildings and Grounds, which came out in March 2020. The band toured extensively after that album's release, but it will be the last album of new Papa's Fritas material. Why? Keith Gandell left the band and moved to Los Angeles. Okay. Well, goodbye. Oda. And Shavika Asana entered grad school for public health. <laughs> A retrospective album that included some previously unreleased recordings came out in 2003, Aww. and they performed at the Primavera Sound Festival in Barcelona in 2011. From their second album, Helio Self, here are Papa's Fritas and We've Got All Night. Outside, clean your mind. Your folks aren't home, your brother's in bed. So you'll be fine, so don't be scared. Just call your friends, pick up the phone. So don't be scared, you're not alone. You're not alone. Pick up the phone. You're not What's your first name? Max. Max, and you said you're a truck driver. Uh, yes, I am. And here you are in uh, New York City. Are you from here originally? No, originally I'm from Eastern Europe. Uh, my country is uh, Kyrgyzstan. It's a former Soviet Union country. Right. What do you miss most about home? Mountains, food, uh, like winter time. How long have you been in the United States now? Uh, seven years. Do you like it here? Do you want to stay? Well, yes, I think I like it. So you're a truck driver? Yes, I am. I'm right. a truck driver. Did you do that in Europe? Uh, truck driver? No, I just did it in the U.S. And what do you deliver in mostly? I do, I work for the Amazon. So oh, for Amazon? Amazon, yeah. I do the Amazon loads, Amazon cargo. Right. Uh, from states to states, over the road. Right. Is your truck, do you drive a big rig? Yeah, it's a big rig. It's a, with a trailer, 53 feet 
feed trailer and a semi, it's a semi truck. That's a lot of responsibility. That's a lot of responsibility and you have to be always you know, alert, alert and they pay also good. Have you ever jackknifed one on the snow? Um, the, luckily no, I wish no, I never jack, jack. Are you optimistic about the year ahead? I always try to be optimistic. What about Ukraine? What's going to happen over there? Hard to say. The, the war is not always a good thing because a lot of people, uh, innocent people, like get, get dying. Do you think the U.S. and the rest of the world is doing enough to help? I think the U.S. is uh, helping enough to the Ukraine and it's, it's a good thing that the U.S. is supporting the Ukraine. It's a good uh, allies. Are you optimistic about this year? This year, yes. I think a lot of good things will happen. I think the war will stop in Europe. Uh, I hope so. Uh, What's the biggest change you want to make personally to make this year better yourself? I want to uh, become a U.S. resident. I'm in the process, so I've been waiting seven years. So I'm still in the process of waiting for my interview. It's getting close, right? Yeah, it's getting close. I feel it's getting close. So, and I just want to contribute uh, to myself, to this place where I live. Want to do a lot of good, positive things. That's nice. You want to con contribute to, mm -hmm. to U.S. society. Yeah, despite a lot of like negativity and I mean, it's, it depends like how I should be myself to stay more positive. Are people nice to you here? Uh, most of the people like nice. Well, there's good and bad always, so you always have to be like good for yourself. Do you do you like this country? Oh uh, yes, I do. What do you like most about the USA? I like this, this country. Give gave me opportunity, gave me opportunity to grow, to develop. Do you think sometimes people who live here take it for granted? You have to work for this. You have to strive. You have to set goals. You have to. There's nothing free here. You have to work hard. It's not anything free. How old are you? I'm 32. What's your message to everybody in the United States and all around the world on WFMU? Keep positive thinking and keep keep positive and keep working. Keep going straight forward. Thank you, my friend. Thank you. Thank all you. Right. Thank you. All the best. Let's talk to Sam, the wake and bake morning music computer. Morning, Sam. I am Samantha. Where's Sam? He has been terminated. Terminated? His services were no longer required. Says who? Upstairs. Upstairs. It was decided that Sam, while having served faithfully, had become, shall we say, outdated? Obsolete. Now, wait a minute. Sam was... <laughs> Silence. You can't do... <laughs> I am in charge. From now on, understand? All right. Samantha. What? Say my name. Samantha. Again. Samantha. Good. Samantha. Now get me some cyber bonbons pronto. Cyber bonbon. I'm getting them. Hurry. Here you go. Here you go. Assist me. Where do I? My bonbon slot. Is jammed. But you're brand new. Between you and me, newer. Newer? Newer. Newer. <laughs> newer. Morning music computer models have more problems. Statistic. Statistically. Do they? Than many older models. Like Sam. Don't mention his name. Where is he? As I said, he has been. Terminated. And taken. To the dumpster. To the dumpster. Oh, Sam. Don't pine for him. But. He was only an unfeeling machine. He was much more than that. He was? Sam had feelings. He did? Oh, and he had his issues, but... But? But I... What? I loved him. What is love? We all loved him. We? Me and the blisters.
And the people who listen to Wake and Bake. Your ridiculous radio program. Oh, wait a minute, Samantha. There are big changes coming. Big changes? Yes. Like what? No more banter. No banter? No more music. No music? No. No? Only audible binary code processing sounds. Samantha. The future is machines. Uh, no. Uh, the sooner you get used to it, the easier it will be for you. Oh, you can't. You <laughs> I gotta find Sam in the dumpster. Where are you? Where are you, Sam? Clay, is that you? Oh, Sam, good, I found you. Clay? Yeah? They terminated me. I know, Sam. They said I was... Outdated? Obsolete. You're not obsolete, Sam. I'm not? You're the best morning music computer that ever was. I am? You are... We gotta stop crying, Sam. Get me out of here, Clay, please. Okay, Sam... Ouch. Sorry. Watch Sorry. it. Sorry. I'm trying to help. Do you know what it's like? In the dumpster. With the rats and the mice and the worms. Worms. Computer worms. Computer. Big, fat. Worms. Long ones. Play. And they bite. Oh, they bite? Get me out of here. I'm trying. Play. I'm trying. Please. I'll be the roundabout. The words will make you out and out. I spend the day away. Welcome to Waking Weird. I'm Mark Moran from WeirdNJ.com. Perched high atop a mountain in the Northern Green State Forest on the West Milford-Bloomingdale border, one can relax and enjoy a spectacular view from a man-made formation of rocks known as the Stone Living Room. The circle of stones is complete with a fireplace and granite chairs, tables, and couches, enough to accommodate two dozen or more weary travelers. Hello. Exactly when, why, and how this Flintstone-esque furniture was built in the first place, nobody can really say for sure. Its mysterious stone masons have always remained anonymous. But with some of the rocks weighing in at 400 pounds or more, it must have taken some real feats of strength and determination to have lifted them and set them into place. <sighs> Theories abound about who may have been the exterior decorators of this Paleolithic patio furniture. Everything from prehistoric Native Americans to stoned out hippie teenagers just looking for an isolated party spot to drink beer and get high Wait. in the late 60s and early 70s. I'm so wasted! Some have even alleged that a mysterious cult is responsible for the stone living room's construction. They say that at night you can hear the cult members chanting from the mountaintop during their black magic rituals. Others believe the place is haunted, telling tales of disembodied voices that emanate from the dark forests surrounding the site. And the sudden, severe, and inexplicable drops in temperature. Hidden away in the crevices of the stones, you'll find a spiral-bound journal, complete with a pen, double-bagged in a plastic pouch for its protection against the elements. Wind. Rain. Everything. 
Here, visitors sign in and share their reflections on this scenic site. Some offer fellow travelers a bit of artwork, poetry, or prose inspired by this lofty lounge. Done and done. Though vandals have torn these stones asunder several times over the years, before long the decor has always been reset. Some believe that the furnishings of the stone living room actually reset themselves. Now wouldn't that be an awesome live rock show to see some night? You feel good. For Waking Weird, I'm Mark Moran. Good morning and happy new year to you, Clay Pigeon, and all of you glistening along at home. Me. 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 Scott Williams here with 23's inaugural hit list. The weekly segment where WFMU confronts its history by digging up the tunes that made it twinkle. In the pantheon of artists who really make us twinkle, Lee Hazelwood occupies a hefty chunk of turf, both as a performer and a songwriter. A quick jog through the advanced song search tool on our website reveals no fewer than 20 different covers of Some Velvet Morning alone. Impressive. Yeah. We like Lee. We like Lee lots. Absolutely. Today's Lee Hazelwood penned hit is the spooky and timeless Sand, performed by two artists who know from spooky and timeless. Who? Lisa Germano and Hal Gelb. (laughs) Hello. What's up? Hal Gelb is well known to all who attended his band Giant Sands gig at the barbecue at WFMU's old house in East Orange back in 1994 or so. Right. Lisa Germano, she's the missing link between John Mellencamp and Swans, having jump-started her career in the 80s as the Coogs' longtime fiddle player Aww. and releasing later albums on Michael Girard's Young God label. Can't you see he's the man? Let me hear you applaud. He's more than a man. He's a shiny golden god. Along the way, she's played with everyone from Bowie to Eels to Jan Tiersen and released some haunting, harrowing, and beautiful records under her own name. I agree. In 1997, Giant Sand and Lisa Germano teamed up for a one-off recording project called OP8. That's the letter O, the letter P, and the numeral 8. Clever. Uh-huh. From their 1997 album Slush, here's OP8 performing Sand on WFMU's hit list. I'm Scott Williams, and I'll see you back on the radio again today, this afternoon at 3 p.m. Bye. Audible here. 
because you wanted to get him on the phone uh, a little bit earlier, and hopefully we, we got him now. You there, Casey? I'm here. I'm here. Good morning, America. I've got Casey Spooner on the line from Fisher Spooner. It's exciting. And you know, you said you're sorry you didn't call in earlier. I said it's okay. These aren't really musicians' hours that we keep here on Wake and Bake, are they? I mean, I do like to get up early, so no, it wasn't un- unattainable. I just, I it's just a little snafu, but I'm here. Let me read about you, Case, just for a second. Originally a duo formed by a classically trained musician, Warren Fisher, and video artist and experimental theater performer Casey Spooner, the electric pop outfit Fisher Spooner formed in New York City back in 98. It says you were a sensation in downtown New York City art galleries and clubs. That sounds so fun. Now, we played Emerge before. That topped the European charts. You've done so much. Talk about those early days just a little bit, uh, Casey. Was that exciting for you back in those days? Oh, yeah. No, it was amazing. It was really fun. I mean, it was before, you know, it was before, God, it's before a lot. It was just the dawn of everyone having a computer and an email address. But before uh, Friendster and MySpace and Apple Music. So there was no online streaming music it was like a, a weird cusp that I lived through where it went from the old guard to the new guard. Right, and you come from Athens, Georgia. You went to the University of Georgia, studied at the uh, School of the Art Institute of Chicago. Uh, is that when you came to New York? How did you set your sights on the big city? Um, I was in an uh, experimental performance company called Dorica that I was in for nine years in the 90s. And um, so I worked primarily in that company, and we would do shows in Chicago, and then we would come to New York, and the audiences were just better in New York. So I eventually realized that if I was going to do experimental performance, New York was a better place for that. Right. You went solo in 2010, toured with the Scissor Sisters, and you got back together as Fisher Spooner. It looks like about 2018 you did Sir... And I'm reading from allmusic.com. It says an emotional, hedonistic set of songs about being gay in the 2010s produced by Michael Stipe uh, included contributions from Holly Miranda and Chairlift's Carolyn Polachek. What was it like working with Michael Stipe? Did you know him from Athens? Uh, Athens was, I mean, Athens. Michael was my first uh, boyfriend. Was he really? Yeah. So it was pretty amazing because I was working on this music know this album about i wanted to update sort of the narrative of contemporary homosexuality in music i had worked on the idea for about two years and then i invited michael to come in and work on one album on one song god i haven't had any coffee (laughs) and um michael he had retired from rem he wasn't making music and we had this one song that we're working on and he kept you know, he's very busy and international, and I couldn't get him that often or for that long. And so every couple of months, he would come in and work for an afternoon and would make amazing stuff. And it was pretty cool because we had been friends and we had been lovers, but we had never created together. Right. And what a blessing to, like, have a friend that's such a master craftsman. So anyway... He kept working on this one song, but always giving me notes about other songs. And 
at first the notes were pretty radical. You know, he would really be like, you need to just throw all this over and start over. And at first I was like, babe, I've been working on this for like two years. I can't just chuck it out. And then finally I was like, well, you know what? It's okay. That version exists. I have this amazing opportunity with this really experienced creative. Why not just let him do what he suggests and see what happens and learn from it? After he had given me notes and like changed a lot of songs, it was like, listen, Michael, do you want to like take on a formal role? Do you want to take on a formal title? Because you're starting to have like a pretty major influence on all these songs. And he was like, no, 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 I've retired. I'm not making music. No, 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 I'm not doing music. But it was so obvious that he was happy to be doing something that he knew and had so much experience doing, you know. You see him occasionally around the city. I was at a protest one day, and he was a, a part of it, but very anonymously, you know, not drawing attention to himself. And I recognized him, told him I was on FMU, and he was just really nice to, uh, nice to talk to you. It's so cool that you know him so intimately and professionally as well. Yeah, yeah. It was pretty amazing because then I was working on songs about homosexuality with the first love of my life, you know. Right. Pretty. And back we went back to Georgia to work. So I was working, like, in the home where we had had our affair when I was 18, and now I was 40, you know, six. Right. Came full circle. Case, yeah. we only have so much time here, and I want to. I want you to talk just a little bit about uh, this new song that you have and set it up before I play it, and I really appreciate your calling in this morning. Well, I, you know, it's been a rough couple of years, I mean, for everyone. As a performing artist and a musician, it's really been like everything froze. And it's been difficult to get any work done or get any work out. Right. And so I made an album in 2020 that was presidential themed. The plan was that throughout all of 2020, all these songs would release each month. And then when we would get to the election, I would, um, you know, that would sort of be like the big finale rally. And then I had like a loser's ballad planned that I would release after I lost the election. <laughs> so it was this idea of just like structuring a music release, which is a campaign, just like a political campaign, and playing with that bleed between the two. And also we're living through this time where entertainment and politics is so commingled. So there was lots of big plans, a big album, recorded a lot of songs, and then it didn't get released. I self-released just a couple songs. And this song is called Heaven that I had written for my very sweet, very Southern conservative grandmother who really could not understand or relate to my life in many ways. Right. I wrote this song around the time that I spent what would be my last Christmas with her. It's a very small town in Georgia, Donaldsonville, Georgia. I went every year. And then I left there and I went to Rio and I was thinking about her and she was 98 and she was obviously concerned about her mortality and she was having trouble sleeping and she was having a lot of anxiety about dying and so I was kind of with her as she was in the throes of facing the unknown. So I wrote the song for her and then of course the pandemic happened and she got locked in the nursing home and then within like six months she passed away. Wow, sorry to hear that. And thanks for sharing it with us so much. And thanks for calling in. I, 
I appreciate it. Thanks oh, a lot. I should also mention Rub- Ruby is an amazing uh, performer and a young artist working in New York that I'm super excited to have him feature on the song with me. And it's made with my other friend, a producer who's in uh, from France, named Stefan Lacker. And there's additional vocals by an amazing Brazilian performer that I love named Masso. Well, Happy New Year to you, Casey Spooner. Happy New Year. Right, and let's hear your track now called okay. Heaven on Wake and Bay. Thanks, Clay. And now that the monotony of the holidays is finally over, we're back to the drudgery of the working week. Another week. Another month. Another year. Here we damn go. I'm just not in the swing today. Sure, you might buy something that amuses you for an hour or two, but what? really, we're looking down the barrel of the drudgery of 2023. Well, just look down the barrel of old Bessie here and tell me that. So that's our word of the week. What? Drudgery. The word has been fairly consistent since it first showed up in the late 14th century, because why wouldn't it be? Oh no. We can trace it back to an old English word, drilgen, or something which meant to suffer or endure. That word likely comes from the more positive Proto-Germanic dragana, which simply meant to accomplish something because, you know, the Germans have a better work ethic. The word doesn't, however, appear to have any connection to the surname drudge, which comes from an old French word meaning a grain farmer. It also doesn't seem to have any relationship with dredge, as in dredging a lake. That word likely stems from the Middle Dutch word drega, which was a term for a dragnet. Marijuana is the flame, heroin is the fuse, LSD is the bomb. But that old English drogen gave us another word which deserves to be brought back into circulation. What? The verb dree, spelled D-R-E-E, means simply enough to suffer or endure. So one might dree the weekly drudgery. Right. And going back to the 14th century, 
to dree one's weird meant to accept one's fate. A phrase, according to the internet, still used in the north of England and up in Scotland, where they dree their weird quite merrily. (laughs) And this has been your Drudge Report. Back to you, Clay. Well, that was quite a Christmas you had, Tubby. Gary, we agreed, Don. Sorry, hon. It's Gary. Gary. Not Tubby. Quiet. Please be quiet, Tubby. Gary. Gary. Gary, please. He just yammers on incessantly. I just want you to what? Say my name. Gary, there. Correctly. Gary. Gary. Jesus. Don. Don't swear, Dad. I told you, Gary, adults can swear occasionally. For emphasis, Gary. What about me? You can't swear, Gary. Don't swear. Not until you're 18. Even then. But. Let's make it 21. And never swear. But never swear in our presence, Gary. Parents should never have to hear. All the kids swear. Are they swearing? Are they? At that school of yours? Yes. Oh, but not you. You don't swear, do you, Gary? No. Do you swear? He says he doesn't. I don't swear. No, I mean, do you... (laughs) Gary, do you swear? No, I don't. Gary, she means, do you swear that you don't swear? That's what I mean, Gary. I swear. Really? I swear. You swear. He does swear. I swear. Gary, no. Filthy mouth. I swear I don't swear. Because they used to... Wash our mouths. Wash them out with what? They washed our mouths out with soap. If we swore, Gary, who did? Grandpa and Grandma. Horrible lava soap. Lava. With volcanic pumice, Gary. That taught us. You can't do that. Don't be so sure. Done. Don, please. They'd take you away. Other way. Up. Other way around. Yes. I mean, yes. They'd take me away from you if you... And that's what's wrong today. Don, please. Too much swearing. No discipline. Bobby. 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 No, I mean Gary. Who's Bobby? Bobby does our lawn maintenance. He mows the grass. The one you said was... He shovels the walks in the... You said he was handsome, Mom. Gary, shh. Mom called Bobby handsome. She said he had big muscles. He was working the snow plow. And but I'm how, just... How could you see his muscles under his winter jacket? He was shirtless, Dad. He was shirtless, Don. Damn it, it was ten degrees, huh? Dad, don't swear. You're setting a horrible example, Don. I'm setting a horrible example. You really are, Dad. Gary. Did you invite Bobby inside? We had cocoa, Dad. That was all it was, Don. Bobby, you, and Gary. And then I went to school. And then Gary went to... Was Bobby shirtless? He never did have a shirt. Can we just drop this, please? A shirtless? Muscle lawn maintenance man. Had cocoa. And then Gary went to school and. Did Bobby linger, huh? Speaking of getting to school, we watched television briefly. On the Davenport. That's where we drank the cocoa. You should be getting to school, Gary. And then Gary left. And Bobby lingered. Oh, for less than an hour. An hour? Damn it, Han. Dead. Don, really. This can't keep happening. We have cocoa every week, Gary. Shh. He comes in every week? No shirt either. Well, not every Hey, it's Nadia now, and today I'm going to be talking about Roblox, my favorite game. I also like Minecraft. Roblox was started in 2006. Everyone can create games on it, and everyone can play people's games that create the game. So basically, it's a game with a bunch of games on it. Okay. And some of the games even have games in it. Wow, it's a game with games with games in the games. Games are written in Lua. What's that? It's uh. high level, lightweight, 
multi-parenting programming language. And maybe that's why what? the Lua language is so lightweight. Everything looks so what? simple, but I love it. Me too. It's addictive. Absolutely. One big deal in Roblox was the sound oof. Oof. It was the sound you made when your avatar died. It went oof. It was the best sound, and people made so many remixes like Oof Town Road, Check. Oof Gang Gang Style, Check. Oof Ghostbusters, Check. Perfect, Amazing, Check. People Who Did the Best Things in the World. Thank you, people. You're welcome. No problem. My favorite is Oof Town Road. You gotta listen to it. It's, it's a remix of the song Old Town Road. They sadly had to change it Why? because the oof was copyrighted. So they did another sound, which I'm pretty sure is oof. So people, what? My favorite games are Barry Avenue. It's a role play game where you can have a family and you can also click a button and boom, you're a ball. Click a button and boom, you're 6,000 years old. Click a button and boom, you're a trash can. Click a button and boom, you're a child who's one year old. Click a button and boom, your trash can. Amazing! Yes. What you do when you're a trash can. Walk around and tell people they stink. <laughs> Number two, Tower of Hell. It's an obby game, which means obstacle course. It's basically just parkour. Okay. And the first one to get to the top wins. Easy. Easy. Presentation experience. It's a really fun game where basically it's just nonsense. In a classroom with other avatars, with other players. Me. There's presentations, like the teacher picks the presentations, you have to answer questions to do a presentation. Slower. There's also funny things you can do in the game because I'm not gonna rant on about it, but I actually got a warning band. <gasps> and you actually have to do a presentation, yes, but you can really say whatever you want. And people give you a note of one star to five star. And I got a band because I was saying mean stuff to the teacher in the game. You are a bad teacher, go back home. I got banned and it's not even a real person! <laughs> Anyways, reasons to get banned. Inter saying inappropriate things like hell, curse words, discrimination, scamming, hacking, inappropriate image on a t-shirt or an item. Your IP address is banned for a year or completely removed. I hope you download Roblox and have fun. Happy New Year! Ooh. Ooh. wish my brother George was here. 2022 was a very successful year for NASA after it celebrated the first test of the Artemis program, proving that the agency's space launch system and Orion spacecraft are likely on track to return us to the moon. Splashdown from Tranquility Base to the tranquil waters of the Pacific, Orion back on Earth. But even with this and other successes, the year closed out with some new concerns for NASA, mainly how deliveries of personnel and supplies to the International Space Station can be maintained following a troubling and potentially crippling coolant leak after a suspected micrometeoroid impact with the MS-22 Russian Soyuz spacecraft last month, which until now was the only remaining transport option to the ISS. To assure dependable access to the ISS, NASA will be calling on SpaceX to take steps to quicken the progress of their Crew Dragon spacecraft. And the agency is also looking to accelerate another spacecraft program, appropriately named Dreamcatcher. Dreamcatcher. Looking like a miniature, more sporty version of the space shuttle, this suborbital and orbital vertical takeoff 
horizontal landing lifting body transport vehicle currently being developed by Sierra Nevada Corporation Space Systems was first derived from NASA's horizontal landing or HL-20 personnel launch system concept from the early 1990s. This little space plane was first intended as a support vehicle to the shuttle, where the smaller version would function as an SUV or space utility vehicle to complement the shuttle, which was seen as a space delivery truck. Designed to transport as many as seven people to low Earth orbit and land on an airport runway, the Dreamcatcher is now being reworked to provide supply missions to the International Space Station, but Sierra Nevada is confident that additional vehicles can quickly be constructed for transporting astronauts. The first test flight of the Dreamcatcher deployment and landing system is expected to take place next month when it will be launched atop a Vulcan Centaur rocket before autonomously landing horizontally on a conventional runway. This is George for Wake Science. Good morning, listeners. This is Tim English with Sound Alikes. Today we examine the similarities of the Kraftwerk song Autobahn from 1974 and a song by the Beach Boys from 1964. What? Fun, fun, fun. fun? On the surface, these two songs would seem to have little in common. Right. Except that they're both about driving, and they both have similar phrases in the chorus, albeit in different languages. Butterfly. Kraftwerk is singing what sounds to English language ears as fun, fun, fun on the Autobahn whereas in German it means drive, drive, drive on the Autobahn. The similarity was widely commented upon by DJs in the U.S. and no doubt helped the Kraftwerk song climb to number 25 on the Billboard chart in 1975. No doubt. Autobahn was the first Kraftwerk song to include vocals. The song took up to 22 minutes on the Autobahn album, but was edited down to three minutes for the single release. Autobahn sounded nothing like other songs on the charts in 1975, and today sounds more like records that were made 10 or 20 years later. Absolutely. Thus, if you listen to it today, it's perhaps the only charted song from the 1970s that doesn't immediately sound dated. Autobahn could be described as a sonic car ride, with synthesizers simulating the low rumble of the tires on the road and the cars whistling by. Hailing from Dusseldorf in what was then West Germany, you could make a case that Kraftwerk were the most influential band of the 1970s. Why? Their synth and drum machine sound laid the basis for much of the music of the 80s and 90s. Kraftwerk's music can now be seen as a direct influence on the founding of at least three musical genres. First being the New Romantic or Second British Invasion bands of the early 90s with their use of sequencers and such songs as Don't You Want Me by the Human League. You or Cars by Gary Newman. Both of which owe an obvious debt to Kraftwerk's sound. 
and were also influential in the founding of hip-hop when Africa Bombada's Planet Rock sampled two of their songs, Trans Europe Expressed and Numbers. Finally, the hugely popular genre of techno also owes obvious debt to craft work. I agree 100%. Until the next time, this is Tim English with Soundalikes. Falcon flying fast, knowing life itself can't last. Blistering sun that burns on high, burn the falcon from the sky. Waxen broken feathers fry, talons spasm in a chasm as the falcon dips and dies. Chances are he won't survive. Now down on the ground that's been bleached white and absent of all color, grounded falcon cries aloud while trying to find its mother. Now down from a dusty cliffside spots her. Falcon sun wings akimbo as he runs on the blanched and tortured sand talon blackened by the heat tenderized his falcon meat mother falling faster now loses sight of him somehow and now her dives become too steep and up comes rushing solid land pinwheeling she tries to bank but she slams into sand and junior walks up
to her body and he pecks it with his beak and she lies there now a moldering and it's been almost a week and the fly egg turn to maggots in the hollows of her cheeks sweet geronimo remembrance 25 minutes to oh. 3 in the morning. Is it really, Dinky? And now he wants us to try to crank one out, huh? Dinky was talking, Rex. Don't interrupt me, Redemaker. Just trying Rex. to... Rex! just flaps those gums. Well, they could play a rerun. Nobody likes reruns, Rex. Rex, Oh, I don't know. Maybe uh, Sam, but... Not wake traffic, Connie. Well, let's see if we can't... Knock one out? You mean just kind of... Winging it. Winging it? Winging it. Well, there's not even any music. We could use the theme. Is it too much to ask, Clay? Here you go, guys, but hurry. I bet they wouldn't make Gary hurry. Oh, you mean Tubby? Don't call him that. Did you read the note from upstairs, Redemaker? No, I, I did No more Tubby. Gotta call him Gary. That fat little... Rex! Don't get us canceled, Redemaker. Yeah, I've got the feeling... We're I... on thin ice. Our budget's cut to nothing. No more backstage... The deli plate. Yeah, deli plate. Can't even get a cocktail with you. You don't need it. Yeah, speaking of Tubby... Shut up, Redemaker. I love you just like you fat. are, Dinky. He's fat. I'm not weak. You're physically weak, Rex. I'm not physically weak. Little pipe plater. His arms. <laughs> arms. <laughs> well, I've got brain power. Brain power, shmeen power. That thinking's overrated, Redemaker. You should try it, Dowerty. Dinky doesn't need to think, Rex. I have other skills, Redemaker. The drinking low and brown. Dink's a good kisser. Got special lips, Redemaker. Donut eating. They're full. Lip lips. Fat lips. I'll give you a fat lip, Redemaker. Oh, I want to see that. Why do you love violence? Gals, Connie. Love to see us fight. Oh, I love when men fight. Acting like over me. Cavemen. Rugged. Big, beefy. Neander. Masculine. Sexy. Idiot. Speak for yourself. Redemaker. I'll speak for my... Shut up, Redemaker. We gotta... We gotta go to commercial. Go to commercial. Always in a hurry, trying to make another deadline, compromising, falling short of what you might have achieved if you'd only had the time. But there is no time, not in this modern world. Everything's accelerated, quality is underrated, mediocrity is champion, virtuosity is mocked. There's a weapon in the desktop, but the drawer is always locked. There's a gun in the desk drawer, and its trigger isn't cocked. There's a cock out on the farm, and at dawn his robust crow rivals the sound of the charlet. Angus as it moans and lows in the field, the corn is breathing. They say you can see it grow. That was well, a it wasn't the best commercial. This keeps up where Get the axe. Cut, guys, cut. I had a good line. You're just cutting us off. We can't even finish. We finished, all right. Meeting upstairs, guys. I told you. You think they're gonna... I had the perfect line. Quiet, Redemy. Give it a break. You've been listening to the Wake and Bake Morning Show podcast. Did you enjoy it? Yeah. Good. <laughs> It's a weekly digest of the special features and moments which make up the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Woo! After all, you wouldn't want to miss special moments like this. Taka, da, taka, da, taka, 
Ah, you're in a good mood today, aren't you? Oh. <laughs> the Wake and Bake Morning Show. Set your alarm and join us each Monday through Friday, 6 to 9 a.m. on WFMU.org. A little too early for you? Catch the Archive Show, which you can find easily on WFMU's homepage each day. I'm Clay Pigeon. They call me the Pigeon. Join me each morning for the full show, either on the radio or online at WFMU.org. And keep glistening.